Hi. Hi. Welcome to episode six. What? 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 We are super excited to have everyone back on your friends. Ash and Mare. I don't think it'll ever get old. It won't. <laughs> We've reached a milestone. It's a big one. We have hit one month. It's our one month anniversary. Yes. Yay. I can't believe it. I can't I believe it because I feel like at this point, it feels like a big part of our life. Right. But it's only been a month. And it's only been a month. But it feels big. It feels exciting. It is. It is a big deal. We stuck with it. We've had amazing interactions with people. And it's it's just been so awesome. It is. So thank you to everyone who has joined us so far on all of our episodes. Um, we are just blown away by the listenership, blown away by the feedback. And I could beat a dead horse about this, but just a huge thank yeah, you. Yeah, we're just... 100% grateful for all of you guys and it really is still a little unbelievable that everyone wants to hear us talk. Yeah. And happy <laughs> one month anniversary. Happy one month anniversary, babe. One of the main questions we get over and over um which we appreciate so much is how can you support us? Yeah, I feel like that's everyone's number one question, which is awesome. Yeah, the biggest thing for Apple Podcasts is ratings and reviews. That will help us show up in their algorithm more often, um, which will help us gain some traction with them and hopefully, you know, crack the Apple Podcast charts at some point. Yeah, so which please, would be awesome. please leaving a rating um, is as easy as clicking the five star button and then leaving a review. You can do as well. So if you um, listen on Apple Podcasts, that would be enormously helpful to us. Um, the next super easy thing you can do is follow us on Instagram. Yep. We are at yourfriendsashenmare.podcast. Super easy. Give us a follow and then help us gain some traction with new followers. Repost any of our stories. Any know. of our posts, any of our stories. Like if you can just tag us in anything and drive your friends to come join us and become one of our friends. Like, really, those are the biggest things we can do right now to um, grow and yeah. get bigger and have more listenership and um, have people all across the world, which, excitingly enough, leads us to our next guest. Yes. We have um, one of the most incredible people I know. She truly is so amazing. Um, Diana Wilson is a world-traveled incredible human being who brings something really special to the table this week and we're really excited for you to hear from someone who has a different american perspective for oh, sure such a different perspective she's she's the best she's wonderful so um we're gonna take a quick break a little quick one before we get into our conversation with her then we will welcome our next guest to the kitchen table Diana Wilson. <laughs> so we're super excited to have one of like my dearest, dearest friends, Diana Wilson, join us on today's episode. Yay! 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 Welcome, Diana. Hello, everybody. Hello, Ashley, Mary. I'm just so honored <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited. Aww. 
since you guys told me, I've been just um so excited about it, counting the days. <laughs> oh, yay. So I feel like I'm the luckiest person in the world because I feel like fate brought us together as friends. And you truly mm-hmm. are one of the kindest like sweetest smartest like Aww. most wonderful people i've ever met in my most entire genuine. life oh my gosh oh thank you oh, yeah i was <laughs> it's so much for me i'm just the way i am i just i'm just the way i was raised and i think it's my personality i just kind of uh my personality kind of um is able to just fit into every type of situation workplace families life I'm just happy oh you are and I think one thing that you're so incredible at is just like you just said like adapting I feel like Mm -hmm. you just adapt to any situation like no one I've ever seen oh thank you thank you so much I definitely agree everything every time any story was told um it was just like Mary was just speaking so highly of you and just singing all of the praises. So to catch everyone up who's listening, Diana and I worked together at a school district, like main district office. Um, And we actually, I mean, if you count when we actually first met, I was in the interview room when Diana was being interviewed. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's fun. Mm -hmm. So we interviewed a number of people um now this is like just the position we were interviewing for was like the front desk reception like first face when you walk in deals with every single person who comes in and out of the office whether it's you know employees or um the public every you know really everyone so you're looking for someone who has amazing customer service and and obviously is you know well spoken and intelligent but then diana walks in <laughs> <laughs> i have and... to say i was just so nervous because i thought it was going to be one person interview <laughs> um when just when i went in there was like eight different people <laughs> and i went oh my gosh me it was like oh, jesus <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i mean you came in and interviewed with in a room full of people which in and of itself is bananas that no one would have warned you that yeah. it was going to be a panel a panel interview <laughs> that's so intimidating mm-hmm. and i want to I want to say you were the last person we interviewed because you came in and your smile is like infectious and you have this incredible personality and you speak like 800 languages. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm lucky enough. Um, I always love languages. So as you know, I'm Peruvian and my mother tongue is Spanish. So um I started my languages with English. You know, it's one of the most spoken languages in the world for business purposes, studies purposes, and also tourism. So in Peru, uh, you study another language your whole school. So I I was uh, learning English. I always loved it. I always had good grades. I, have a, I was a good student as well, um, French, Italian, and Portuguese. Wow. <laughs> That's so impressive. 
Oh, thank you so much. I just love them. I love so much. And um, because when you speak Spanish, it's kind of like uh, it's a Rama's language. So mm -hmm. those languages are connected a little bit. So it, for me, it makes it easier. Sure, I bet. And honestly, I mean, you switch between languages so easily. And maybe it's because you started speaking multiple languages at an early age. But like when you're thinking or like dreaming, what language are you are is in your head? That's a good question. I have to say Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. It's insane because my life is in English. We're gonna get there, but I'm married to a US citizen, a Washingtonian mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um I will live with his family. So basically we we speak English all day, but my dreams are still in Spanish. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. So um, Diana and I worked in a space that was about six feet by six feet. Like <laughs> we might as well have had bunk beds for our desk yep. because the space mm -hmm. <laughs> was so yeah. small. Yeah. And she's like, of course, the easiest person in the world to get along with. But one thing, I mean, I'm going to cut kind of to the chase, but one thing that I got to witness firsthand was Diana, um, as someone who speaks multiple languages and has a, an accent, um, but speaks, yeah. honestly, you speak better English than most people I know and have a more diverse vocabulary than anyone I know. Like you use incredibly oh. high level vocabulary that like mm -hmm. your average American does not use. And I witnessed firsthand for the, whatever, two years we were together Mm -hmm. constant judgment and racism. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I have to say, I've been coming to the United States um, as a tourist. Um, I also make a couple of work and travels, which are programs that you're, uh, while you're at, at the university, when you come here, you're able to kind of work for your vacation time. Um, I lived in Canada too for a while. <laughs> so uh, in this program, and basically I never experienced anything like that. Um, all happened. I have basically kind of three experiences. I'm going to just tell them very quickly. And those were, sure. those were my first times situations when, when I actually felt I was being um, judged um, based on my accent. So basically, uh, one time, it's just one person come into the, uh, the office when we were almost closing. And uh, this person was already upset for some reason, was trying to get into a meeting which was not in our building, sadly, um, but was very stressed mm -hmm. out and nervous. So I was just trying to help this person. And out of a sudden, he just tells at my face, um, I don't know why I'm even talking to you. You can clearly not even speak English. <gasps> and I said, excuse, oh me? My God. excuse me? He said that again, looking at me at the eyes. Yeah. And then, well, um, in that moment, I kind of felt like, oh, for the first time in my life, I've been talked this way. I already saw by this moment some videos, you know, in Facebook, um, YouTube that are viral, when mm -hmm. people already, they are just talking to a friend in Spanish, and then suddenly someone comes and like, why you speak another language, you need to learn English. And, um, the case of the lawyer in New York, they called the police. The case in Colorado when just two women were talking in Spanish between them, not doing anything to anyone. 
the police came, kind of try. Um, this is not common in this state, so right. we need to check on you. Right. So yeah, he said that to me. Um, I didn't know how to react. I was frozen. I was frozen. But I kept it professional. So of course, of you, course did. you did. Because um, you are the utmost professional human being I've probably ever met in my entire life. You never get rattled in these kinds of situations. Oh, thank you so much. So I kept it professional and I just um tried to help him have to take him inside the building. So he actually knew that it was not meeting because he was kind of doubtful of me. And at the end, this person left. Um, I put a complaint. I, mean, I don't like to do this, but sometimes things need to be called. And sometimes um, yeah. um, you really need to do something about it. And um, this person at the end sent me an apology and said that it was so much frustration. He was going to go to psychologist. He was going to do more yoga. And I hope he does change. I hope um, I'm not the person who's going to judge other persons, but I just hope people could be more accepting wow. of other people. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's so pretty, I, I, I would say rare that someone would actually get an apology for treating someone that way. Unfortunately, oh, I think that's uh, never happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't. And, and I, it's, having sat there, I, I wasn't there for this particular instance, but was there during numerous instances of people and I mean immediately putting up just instant judgment instant mm-hmm. you can't help me instant I need to talk Ex- to somebody else and in her it, whether it was in person or over the phone I mean this happened all the time and it exactly. got yeah it got to the point where my ears were like we know I, I'm like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm one to like fight fight for yeah you're the ultimate defender of your important people i am i am i and i take pride in in this situation like i my ears would perk up when i would hear how a phone conversation was going Mm -hmm. and i'd be like at the ready yeah uh-huh exactly (laughs) then uh, i can only say mary was so protective of me I kind of be more thankful to have a, a work partner and a real friend with me working. And also she's, she's true. She was just like listening to everything people would tell me. She was uh, really like a mother tiger. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's this true. is something I really value because she was, she gave me so much support during this time. And also another time, another time when we got a phone call of an upset person that just out of nowhere starts yelling at me, what are you doing here? Uh, you are in America, you're in America. He's basically yelling all loud on the phone. Wow. And he's like, oh my goodness, okay. I'll transfer this call <laughs> to someone yeah. who can speak English. <laughs> and then oh a couple of, couple of people also tell me sometimes, um, working just I don't like your accent I don't understand what you're saying mm. so well, okay well let me talk to talk to someone else but at the same time I have to say that uh there was a, not the majority I have to say I have received so much compliments still mm-hmm. so um people telling me that I speak a good Spanish I, that make me so happy that people that actually like my accent and people, I had one lady who was coming for an interview. And she told me after the interview, you know, she was a Russian, I think, Ukrainian. She said, 
I was so nervous for this interview. But when I saw you, I talked to you at the front and then you, I heard that you had an accent too as me. So that gave me all the security I needed to go into that interview because I saw that for my accent, they wouldn't hire me. Oh, that's awesome. What a relief for someone who has an accent to just have that kind of comforting experience of, okay, this place of business won't discriminate against me because I have an accent. Like exactly. you clearly inspired that woman. And that no, was what I would wit- what I would witness was if you actually just weren't a jerk when you came in and <laughs> were asking <laughs> for assistance, like no one is gonna go more out of their way to help you than Diana. Like of course. She will <laughs> find the right person. She I mean, she would go so above and beyond helping people. I've ne- I mean, I've worked in so many customer service industries and I-, I can honestly say she is the, the most top level professional I've ever worked with. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your words. That mean the word to me. <laughs> thank well, you so much. I-, I can only hope that, you know, someone listening like to our podcast right now, hears your accent and understands that like they might initially either you know like they realize they might have to just like listen differently you know (laughs) because because you have an accent but Mm -hmm. not to immediately turn off because of it right yeah yeah please people we need to be more accepting um you know we are human beings uh, I just happen to have an accent because I live most of my life in a Spanish-speaking Spanish country. So, um, but I do a big effort to be able to speak English properly. You do. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, more than properly. Yes. And honestly, <laughs> like when, when our Spanish-speaking families would come in to have someone like Diana greet them and be able to help them on such a genuine level to be able to communicate with our Spanish-speaking families who probably often are met with like no help mm-hmm. in other places. And are oftentimes probably super overwhelmed at, you know, trying to do the best for their children and advocate for them. Totally. Or, I mean, our Spanish speaking families, like, do they get the same access to information? Mm-hmm. Do they get mm-hmm. the same things in, you know, in writing or explaining how any of our processes work? I mean, Mm -hmm. to be met with someone like Diana, it's invaluable. Mm It has to be just such a huge relief. Yeah, I just really value my time there. I'm just so grateful for every opportunity I'm given. And I always try to be the best person I can when I'm working, too. I just love to deal with people, even though sometimes Mm -hmm. they they don't treat you well. As you know, Mm -hmm. Mary, as you Mm know, Ashley, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) <laughs> we sometimes need to be patient, try not to take this personal. I know mm-hmm. it's hard. I know it's hard, but um, there is so much frustration. And I mean, right now, I'm not working into the school in- environment right now. Mm-hmm. So I know things must be kind of heavy with the mm-hmm. COVID situation, with the um, online schooling. So go parents. You can make it. You're doing a great <laughs> job. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very grateful to have had the experience of working with you because I think everyone can easily be biased or especially if they're, if they're entering a situation already frustrated, which oftentimes the public coming to us was mm-hmm. already 
angry about something. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just taught me a lot, you know, to not make assumptions, to not assume someone isn't American or isn't, doesn't understand, you know, how to help them just be, you know, because you have an accent or are, you know, clearly multicultural human being. And um, so just thank you oh. for being such an amazing example and teaching me so much about um, really about how to treat people. Oh, thank you. I just, um, I learned from everyone. I learned for you, Mary, a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, I just value all these memories. And I really loved all the people I met, especially you. <laughs> <laughs> so one time someone I know, for, like for, I don't even know what they were mad about, but I know they were being like over the top rude to her over the phone. Mm. And I could hear, obviously, because we were in Desk sitting on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Diana, you hang, you put that person on hold and you transfer them to me. <laughs> it's oh, real mad mares kicking in. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not trying to be like, I'm going to step on somebody's professional toes, but I was just like, she did not need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I was not going to tell, I could, I just couldn't tolerate it. Right. Like the friend and mom and me could not tolerate this situation. Yeah. So I'm grateful for those. Yes. Yeah. That I was... <laughs> <laughs> because I have no shame in my game and my, my New York customer service comes out. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just thank you. I always felt so protected and so supported. I'm just genuinely happy. Oh, I just adore you. So <laughs> you, um, you, you mentioned your Peruvian. So I'd love yes. to just kind of like hear about where you grew up, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and growing up in Peru and, and just more about oh. where you're from. Okay. So I was born in Lima, Peru, um, in 1987, um, I'm a girl who always loved to study. I love it so much. I love languages. Um, I have a university degree on translation and interpretation that I study uh, in English and French. Wow. I did not know that's what your degree was in. That's so cool. Yeah. But basically, at the end, we have to choose one language just to finish all the degree. And I chose English. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Then after that, um, I'm a girl who was lucky enough to be able to travel to different countries, uh, to have good jobs um, in my country. I learned so much to have such a close family. My, I live with my mom and sister, and we are actually very, very close. So the reason that I'm here in the United States living now is because I fell in love. I know. And I, can I just say that if you meet Diana, I mean, you'll learn that about her, that she's here because she fell in love within mm-hmm. about 60 seconds of meeting her. <laughs> <laughs> Which says so much about like how much you love your husband. I feel like I, I, oh. Ash and I are so similar. Like people com- know how much we love each other and comment about how much we love each other oh, because it's so apparent <laughs> mm-hmm. and you are the same way. Like mm-hmm. I knew you loved your husband and you moved here because of your husband. Like, I mean, within t- two minutes of meeting you. 
You know, I love it. <laughs> thank you. It, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to to leave everything behind, to leave your career, uh, um, to leave your work, to leave your family. That mm -hmm. that's the most painful thing you can do, um, yeah. and just to put all your expectations into your going into something good. I mean, um, since I met Andrew, I knew from my heart that he was the one. It was yeah. like, your heart tells you. And your it heart, does. Yeah. And you know, you know that for sure. So how did you, I do. So how did you meet him? <laughs> I mean, you met from across the world. Like, that's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, I think I, I think about one thing called destiny. So sometimes mm -hmm. I think we have something written for us and um, things happen to make this work. Um, I met him because he, um, through mutual friends, um, hello, Arian Garrett. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> this beautiful couple introduced us like as a game. Hey, he's single. He's a good guy. And at the time I was single too. And so they kind of, like show him different uh, they asked my permission before that now at this time tinder didn't exist <laughs> so it <Tinder> was <laughs> <laughs> so this Thank was goodness. exactly it was everything for facebook so um this friend Ari, she told she uh talked to me and he said well i just been in the united states with my boyfriend and she lives with um Andrew and his family, he's a good guy, he's single, and he's kind of searching for a girl, <laughs> and um, mm. basically, um, they kind of gave him different Peruvian girls that are her friends' um, Facebook profile, and oh, I, they asked me, and I said, well, that's fine, I, I would like to have one more friend, that's great. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, at perfect. the time, I didn't want to know anything about relationships. I was kind of like empowered. I'm going to live my life the way I want to. I don't <laughs> want to date seriously anyone, no more. <laughs> and um, when I got all empowered like that, he talked to me. <laughs> he <laughs> sent me <laughs> he that sent just me right inbox. out the window? Exactly. He sent me a, um, an inbox through Facebook and said, hello. That's how all it started. Uh, I replied to him. We be, we have been basically since that moment that was in 2014 in May. I still remember. Uh, we never stopped talking any day. We've been just in contact throughout the years of this beautiful uh, love story. Um, and that's you, amazing. Yeah, I just like I. I think there's so much to be said about. <laughs> I mean, even meeting through Facebook is like you had to establish a friendship and yeah. a legitimate like relationship and connection. Absolutely. Um, exactly. Just to get started. I think there's so much. I think that that's really meaningful and is what what is why relationships last in the long run. Exactly. Oh, definitely. And this is for everyone. Please, everyone, be careful. Um, sometimes people is not what they appear to be. So I um, just take your time. Don't rush into any relationship without kind of, as Mary and Ashley said, knowing the person at least a little bit through communications, to kind of know their family, kind of know their story. Um, start, to, start with the friendship 
as much as you can, that will help a lot. <laughs> so after talking through Facebook, like, how did you finally meet? Okay, so everything started. Um, we were talking in Facebook, and um, uh, we kind of like each other. He kind of asked me to be his girlfriend, but I said, um, I was so ready to say yes. I like you so much. But no, I was like, something inside told me, just play hard. Like, play your heart, you're hard to get. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I told him, well, if you want to talk to me about this type of uh, proposals, <laughs> um, I would like you to come visit me and tell that to me in person. Uh -huh. Oh, so you told him he needed to come to you. Yep. Yeah, he, yes, that's he, awesome. She needed to do that effort to kind of prove that to me because it's kind of easy to be online, boyfriend and girlfriend, and you can spend years like that, and at the end, never works. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, pretty awesome. So, he came, he came to Peru in October 2014, and this is the sweetest thing. Um, I was just so nervous, extremely nervous, waiting for him at the airport with my friend Ari, because um, Andrew came with, um, at that time, um, her boyfriend too. So they both of them came to, the, to Peru and there at the arrivals, it was um, me and, and Ari waiting for our guys. Um, and since we saw each other, um, it was like, everything was feeling like it was perfect. He needed to happen. He kind of, because he's very shy. So he kind of whispers to me, now, would you like to be my girlfriend? Oh, <laughs> my God. And, and then Ashley's crying. I'm crying. That's just crying because it wouldn't be an episode without Ashley oh, crying. I cry, I cry on every episode. And we're happy tears, though. And I, and I could barely... Um, like hear what he was saying I kind of understood so I said yes okay so we was me and him looking at each other but separated um in and separated um for um some distance between us mm -hmm. and um that's it none of us did anything we were just looking at each other no hugging, no keys, nothing. He was extremely <laughs> shy. Um, oh my gosh, that's, that's so, so cute. <laughs> it was a little bit awkward, but it was cute, I guess. Um, <laughs> at the end, when we were when we were in the taxi to go to my to my apartment in Peru, I I kissed him. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really see, so I took the first step. <laughs> oh i love that's that so sweet good job he probably he needed it he needed it i mean like you know he's a quiet guy yes. so he needed he needed your confidence exactly and after that we were inseparable um i have to say all these all these trips back and forth because then he came back to peru to visit me um that same year sorry the next year i not in my for my birthday in February, then he came back in October. We went wow. together to Cusco, Machu Picchu. We went to Panama City um, together, and um, and I came to the United States twice, tried to spend time with him and his family too. 
Um, it's been just an, such an amazing journey, and I'm so grateful. It just says so much. Like the, I mean, some people can't stand long distance relationships mm-hmm. within, a, you know, within a short plane ride or even a, a short car ride. And here mm-hmm. you are, like establishing this incredible relationship from halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. It's really just says so much about the both of you and how much you meant to one another. And I have to say something. There is so many trips involved, so much tears um, between us. Every time going to the airport to drop the other person to go to their country. It was such, oh. it was just, I was just in tears for two days. Um, I mean, the exciting thing is when uh, you're able to see that person again. You can't in the days and everything, but the saddest yeah. thing is when you have to let the person go. And oh, that would be heartbreaking. Yes, and um, so everything goes up to October 2015. Uh, after exactly a year that we met, and then we started this relationship seriously. Uh, when when we were in Cusco, Machu Picchu, um, he proposed me at the hotel. Oh, and he asked me <laughs> if I wanted to spend my life with him. Oh, and then, that is amazing. And, I am a sappy romantic. And I said, yes, yes. Oh my goodness, I said yes, and um, yeah, we had a, a wonderful trip. And then, but the tradition in my country is that um, he needs to uh, he needed to ask my my parents for permission. Uh, so um, after the first proposal, we had a second proposal, and <laughs> <laughs> for my parents, lucky duck, you got two exactly for my parents. So they were both there with my sister. We went to the Marriott Hotel. We were having some good dinner, and then it came the time, and I was the interpreter, <laughs> so I was able to make them understand Spanish, English. But it was hard. It was hard. So everything happened. My parents were so excited. And and I was, I had mixed feelings because I knew if we were engaged, one of us needed to do the sacrifice to be able to be together. Right. So I kind of. That was going to be my next question was like, how, how did you establish? I mean, obviously, it's like such a time of joy and you're getting married and you're in love. But how, what was it like making a decision to choose a country to live in? There were so many factors that we have to assess. But uh, basically, um, even though we were talking, you need to come here. Um, he was also, his, actually his family needs him. His family really needs him here uh, for some um, situations about health. Mm-hmm. Um, he, mm-hmm. His family is also very closed. I'm a person that I speak English. I'm a person that is outgoing. I'm a person that um, can, I can adapt myself to different environments. And I leave, I came here before many times as a tourist and I love it. So we kind of thought that um, it was gonna be me, the person who was gonna sacrifice, mm-hmm. but with the condition that I have to be able to kind of travel, have my my mom or my, my parents here, and then ask me, try, try to go back as much as I can to my country to visit. So it was mm-hmm. So during yeah. the, the second proposal, and um, there is no video about that, but thanks God, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, just, I was happy, but then 
when I was telling my parents, I started to cry. I started to cry because I knew it was like the first goodbye with them. And it's something I couldn't oh. handle. So I cried, I cried, Andrew cried. So I think we're like oh. happy and then no, oh, and then happy again. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it, that's so special yeah. though. It, oh, yes. And um after that we both um started now. Okay, so we're engaged. What's gonna happen next? Um we yeah. just decided to um follow the rules and kind of go through the um the fiance visa all oh, the process that is actually um well so many forms money involved lawyers so i have i made a little a little timeline with kind of month and year so you guys can have an idea if you ever met someone in another country and wow. you like to marry um yeah I think that's the thing I mean I think that's people don't people who just live here have absolutely no idea what the process is really like to become a citizen Mm -hmm. and even you were becoming a citizen based on getting married so I feel Mm -hmm. like the average American thinks oh well that's a shoo-in you probably you get married you sign some paperwork and now you're you get to be an American citizen and you know and having watched you go through um a piece just a a piece of this process as we work together um i got to really understand that it is i mean you have such a legitimate what seemingly seems like you know straightforward situation that you married someone in our country Mm -hmm. and it was incredibly arduous incredibly time consuming and expensive and i mean months upon months that just i witnessed so I, yeah, I w- I'd love to hear, you know, I, you don't have to go into explicit detail, but I'd love to hear just kind of like an arc of what it was like trying to really become a citizen. Okay, guys, are you prepared for this? <laughs> this is a good piece of information. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the diet. <laughs> <animal. laughs> okay, so we start. Um, first, the U.S. citizen has to start the, the process. So Andrew sent a petition for um, Alien Fiancé, that's how it's called, uh, in March 2016. Okay, so during this time, um, when it's approved, the petition for the Alien Fiancé, he needs to be in the United States and I need to be in my country. Um, I cannot come here. Well, so you have to be separate. Yes. Oh, you couldn't even be here while this was uh, happening. He, uh, the U.S. citizen can actually go to another country that's fine, but not the person who is being the fiancé or fiancé. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because it could be a little problematic at the custom uh, when you enter the country, go through the security checkpoint and all the questions. If you have this petition uh-huh. already approved, they can be like, okay, this person might stay. So, yeah, they tell you. Oh, they tell you gotcha. stay in your country while all this process is done. So that was so it's almost like you're being I'm I'm not saying punished, Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. because you have a legitimate situation that makes you a risk. You know what I mean? Like that's like you're following the rules, but we know you do love someone here, so you shouldn't come here yet. That's really interesting. interesting. Yeah. So okay, March 2016, that happens. Um, then this goes uh, goes approved in June 2016. After that, 
um, the next step is that the foreign uh, person is going to be interviewed at the U.S. embassy of their country. So it goes. Um, you uh, in the meantime, before your interview at the U.S. embassy, you need to go through medical exams. Um, they basically want to know if you will have uh, tuberculosis or AIDS. Um, that's kind of important, HIV. Um, they also ask you for your vaccines. Of course, I didn't have my vaccine card because my mom did that when I was a baby. So I had to have all my vaccines redo redone again. Yeah. Oh, Boom. wow. I was like, oh, the shot. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, that was intense. Wow. And and then after that, um, um, of course, prepare all your paperwork, all the proofs. Be ready when you are in a relationship with a foreign person. Everything that you write each other, we, I we made a, like a book, really, of our Skype conversation, Facebook conversation, Facebook postings, um, cards that we receive, videos. It's like. You have to kind of keep track of what you're doing and kind of keep it there because you need to prove that your wow. relationship is actually legit. Wow. So that's so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that we need to, like, there has to be like rules and regulations, rules and regulations around mm -hmm. it, but like, that's so that's that's incredibly invasive mm -hmm. oh yes yes uh, but i just follow the what the, the the u.s uh regulations just to be just to be fine <laughs> oh so after that oh i got my interview in peru at the u.s embassy it was in october 2016 um i got approved i was so happy i was so nervous before this interview uh, but I got a very, very nice uh, guy at the U.S. Embassy. And um, when I was there, I was surprised uh, because it was a, a, like a room. That kind of the embarrassing thing about going to the U.S. Embassy is that it's like you are in a bank. So everybody can hear the other people's interviews. And at the time, oh. yes, at the time when you're sitting there listening to all these other people going through interviews, it's so nerve uh nerve breaking because you are like oh my gosh oh, am i gonna be good or not and um yeah but meanwhile you're like it's not like a job interview where you're like i don't know if i'm qualified like you're truly just like justifying your personal life mm -hmm. like just answering things truthfully you fell in love with someone and you want to live in the same country like it, you don't qualify for that that's just your life so i have to say they have to say something yeah. um actually actually uh i was lucky that uh the guy who was doing the interview to me he told me that um all the proofs i submitted they look so good. All the paperwork looks looks excellent. And he had no doubt that it was a, like a real relationship. Um, so I just was I just was asked two questions. And then that was it. Just, just two? two? Just two questions. And then um how awesome. you met and what are your plans in the United States? Awesome. And then I was like, yes, but actually there was in that moment one guy who was the person, I mean, he had a, a U.S. girlfriend. Oh, I, the guy was so nervous that, and I was like suffering for him when I was waiting. Uh, yeah, they, they rejected uh, him. 
So yes, there is people being rejected. Oh. So you just need wow. to get oh confident. Gosh. And you just have to just prove that everything is true. Mm-hmm. So wow. um, after that, they gave me the fiancé visa, the famous fiancé visa. Um, <laughs> and it gave me time to leave my country between October 2016 to March 2017. So in, during that period of time, I needed to actually move. I needed to go to the United States. And once I entered. So Andrew came to pick me up in, in Peru to come to the United States to leave. Um, I got another interview in Atlanta in the airport again. So I went with my papers on hand. Oh, wow. And, and thanks God that was also easy uh, because they kind of saw all my proofs, all my documents. And they said, well, that's good. Thank you so much. Thank you, Atlanta Airport. <laughs> they were so nice. <laughs> and, <laughs> Gosh, that's wild. And like, just think like, and what if you, if you didn't pass, they would just send you back to Peru right then and there? Yes. Yes, they have the, the position that they can, if they can, if you don't pass with that interview with them, they can potentially not letting you into the country and you have to go back. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, that's so, so stressful. stressful. Holy cow. <laughs> yes, so, well, thanks God, everything went fine for me. So I came to the United States. Then, the famous 90 days. You have 90 days to be able to get married. You were the 90-day fiancé. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I know how, uh, how well this works. Um, it depends. I mean, you cannot put in the position as a bride to be so demanding, to want, to want the best venue, to have the best, um, like, all the things, the best uh, food, the best. Uh, it's hard for the time. As you know, mm-hmm. uh, to marry, the most famous venues are, like, booked like a year in advance yeah. or something yeah yeah I didn't so, know any of this this is like I'm like I didn't either I'm so enthralled right now I can't that's wild that you had to plan a wedding in 90 days because America says so yeah exactly and I I actually have to say that uh thank you to the Presbyterian church of my husband that uh, allow us to have uh, a location in their re- reception room um, it was from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. <laughs> and uh, no alcohol because it was a church. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> oh. Did you have a secret flask, right? Did you have like secret champagne? Oh, my word. No, we didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would have had secret champagne. Yeah. But they we would have had one of those backpacks with like, <laughs> yeah, like the straw. <laughs> Why are you wearing a backpack with your wedding dress? No reason. No reason. Don't, don't talk about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Exactly. And basically, um, we have the, the wedding, but they allowed us to choose the music, which was good. I, I was the DJ. So I kind of made uh, like a good mix of Spanish and English songs. One, one English is Spanish. English is Spanish. So everybody can be included. We had a Peruvian food uh, like buffet and oh my gosh everything was just so it was beautiful it was such a beautiful day but um yeah I I have to go shop my wedding dress uh, from the sales one and uh, my mother-in-law she was so nice to me she came with me all these I mean through all the process uh it was like a family 
wedding because everybody in the family helped us in his oh, wow. that's great so like everyone yeah. just like wanted you guys to be together so much that yeah. they like i just it's really special really I'm, special i'm so grateful to the wilson family that they um adopted me <laughs> as one daughter and yeah. uh, they've been always like parents to me too my parents-in-law i i love them <laughs> i love it Tell Andrew that for your like tenth wedding anniversary, you're getting a big old party. Yeah, you deserve <laughs> a one. wedding. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are invited. I was so sad that I didn't meet you at that time. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We oh, so fun. Too. You know, we would have all been dancing up a storm even if there were no cocktails. <laughs> Yes, and um, yeah, so it's something fast. Thanks God my mom was able to fly my sister, um, my cousins that live in California, and my aunt from that lives in London. They were able to fly. I couldn't have my dad with me or any of my friends at the time. So, yeah, I mean, you have to do sacrifices. It was mm-hmm. still a beautiful wedding. Um, but we showed life in my Facebook, so all my friends in Peru were able to see, and there was like hundreds of comments. I was just... That's what so we did. We did the same thing. We live-streamed our um, our wedding, too, because so many people were all over, you know, yeah. the world and the country. I love that you did that. That's awesome. Oh, yes, and I was uh, it was exciting. So after the wedding, we um, needed the second step. So the second step was I needed to do an adjustment of status. This means to be able to change from um, fiancé visa to the first green card. So the green card is the, the, the resident card. Um, first, you get it for two years. It's like a conditional one to see how is your behavior and to see if you follow all the rules that they're asking you. So that's another process that you need to start, mm-hmm. paperwork, payment, Um for this one, we started this in June 2017. And then um, I got my interview for that process to be able to have the adjustment of status in December 2018. So it was uh, like a year and a half after. That's a long time. This was the window of time that I witnessed. I'm still very lucky that they were able to give me a work authorization card after four months. That was in October 2017. I got my my permission to work legally in the United States. So I was so blessed for that because I like to work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And yeah, it was a long you're always waiting. You're always kind of expect the expectation. When is your interview? Uh, you need to keep proving uh, and take your proof to the interview. You have to put your pictures again, do the forms again. And um, yeah, I just got so nervous again. So would you say you would have been able to do this process on your own, totally independently? Or do you need to have a lawyer? Potentially, you can do it yourself. Um, the U.S. gives you all the instructions. All the forms are available because they are public. And there is now a lot of YouTube tutorials that you can um, use to be able to learn how to fill everything without making mistakes. Um, but in our case, uh, we really wanted to have support because we were newbies on this. And we were kind of nervous to mess up, to make a mistake or something, because that now can cost you the residence. 
and you, that's it. Mistake. I mean, if you make a mistake, yes. you could totally lose yeah. every, everything. Yeah, they send you back. Like, bye. <laughs> so we just wow. wanted to be extra, extra careful. And um, after that interview, um, I got I got the two year green card. I was just so excited. Um, that was in back in October, um, December 2018. And now. I started a new process because after the two-year um, conditional green card, you actually have to apply for the um, the permanent residence. This is the 10-year green card. And there's another process too, <laughs> a new form. So you need to send the proofs that you were actually married, if you have bills together, conversations together, um, invoices to both your names, bank accounts. And wow send the information, send the forms. This time we didn't use a lawyer because I was able to have more experience. And so we just sent that um, basically in October last year, 2020. Um, and right now I'm waiting because I'm gonna have another interview. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. So currently you're not a US citizen? No, I'm a resident and I'm applying for the permanent residence. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. The next step, wow. the next step is that the naturalization uh, process. That's another one, another form, more proofs. But in this one, that you will have to go through the um, English test, so uh, history, culture of the United States. And but good news, they can. Do you have? I'm sorry. Yeah. You have to speak English to be a become a naturalized citizen. Um, I would have to say yes, but but they kind of made an exemption on people that is older, like fifty five up, especially if if they live in the United States for uh, a large number of years. Yeah, they can be accepted, exempted, wow. so they can actually uh, do it in Spanish, which I find it not good. But for the rest of people, yeah, you have to do it in English. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the process I'm going to start after this one that I'm waiting for the, the permanent residence. And um, well, I'm just so grateful to the United States as well for being able to be here and um, to be able to um, start a new life and completely with my husband. And I'm just so grateful to this country. So now talking about cost. It's, yes, it's, I, I was going to ask, I, I, like, mm -hmm. in, in the long run, in the mm -hmm. end, like, what, what does this, what does it cost to become? I think it just, I continue to blow my mind that all of this is based upon you getting married. It's not like you just came here or you just came here to work or you came here for asylum. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of which are legitimate reasons, I feel like, to want to move to America. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like yours is the circumstance that seems like it should be the easiest. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. And it's not. <laughs> I have to say, I have to say it took some time, but there is other situations that take even more time. For example, if you want to, um, if you're an American citizen and you want to have your mom or dad um, per, uh, residence for them, that takes a lot of time, a lot of time, brothers, sisters, siblings of uh, a lot more um, people that is married is another process. Asylum is another process. That asylum process is just so heartbreaking right now under yes. under the mm -hmm. administration. But I just wish them all luck and 
the best to them. They are amazing people. But definitely um, going through all this and still go, and I'm still going. I mean, we started the process in March 2016 and we are still on that and we still have more to go. It's incredible. Wow. It takes a lot of time. So I was kind of doing some additions and between some costs. And I have like an average. because Now, be aware that we used um, a lawyer so that like, right. that's increased more. But for us, in my personal situation, it, ca- it cost us between all of these until now <laughs> because it's going to Yes, another cost will be involved in the future, but until now it's um around eight thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. Yep. Only between just the forms, between the biometrics that you also need to have your biometrics taken from time to time. And yeah, all of that. So it takes a lot of years. <laughs> The health the health stuff is really like kind of amazing to me. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like what if God forbid, okay, so if you, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, contracted yes. something, tuberculosis, AIDS, uh, God, you know, God forbid, but like if that happened, you then, you are not eligible. Are you then in, it, it, like, could you then become ineligible? Yes. Like, could they change their mind? It's very sad. But no, they wouldn't let you in the United States. Mm-mm. I don't think. They could send you back, like if you got sick now. With if you got sick now, could they? they no, could they? Your visa, right? No, no, no. Yeah, now if you oh. if, if I get sick now with something, actually, no, I wouldn't have the problem. Um, that's gonna happen okay. when you are um actually asking to come in the United States for the first time. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, got it. Just curious. I mean, at this point, nothing would surprise me. Right, right, right. Nothing would surprise me. Um, exactly. Wow. So yeah, that's a little bit like of um a very brief timeline of all the process that you need to follow. And um, as well, um, an average about the cost, it could be way less if you just do it yourself. If you decided to do it yourself, just be very, very careful. Just try not to make any mistake because that would, mm-hmm. that can cost you in the future. I mean, I just think about how complicated it is to do our freaking taxes. Right. <laughs> you can't do that by yourself. So I no. can't imagine you could navigate the this immigration, the immigration system? system alone. Yeah. You know, like so, I think so having fun. a lawyer is, you know, it's Probably. kind of a, a given yeah. if you, if you want to yes. know that you're doing everything right. It's a huge mm-hmm. relief. But not everyone has, has the money to be able to pay for one. Uh, I was searching right. in Washington State, basically, um, just to have a lawyer to help you in those situations and those processes. It costs you uh, no less than $3,000 to begin with each process. Wow. So we go from this part, wow. this part. It's not, not all of it. Mm-hmm. So will you have multiple, um, will you have multiple citizenships then like you'll still be a peruvian citizen as well that's a good question so sadly the peru and the u.s they don't have like an agreement uh i know they have it with canada for example so when you become a citizen you may you make the oath of alliances um that you're going to become a u.s citizen so you kind of lose your other citizenship Wow. Gotcha. So you couldn't be a dual citizen. No, not sadly. I just wish before that my country makes an agreement or something, but no, 
you can only be exclusive to the United States. Yeah. And just fl uh, travel with your new passport, for example, not, not with a Peruvian. Um, so that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part because you hope you can keep your citizenship and just be dual. Um, uh -huh. But as far as I know, potentially uh, when I have kids, um, I I'm still can register them as dual citizens. So it's different when you come here and then I'll age than when you're a kid. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, but it, it, this this may change according to the country. But yeah, in Peru they they let you. I mean, even in Peru, if one of the parents is Peruvian, the law says that you can actually register your children as a Peruvian citizens as well. This honestly has been beyond insightful to me, and I literally witnessed her preparing for her interview. <laughs> oh yeah, I had no idea there were so many steps to the process. Yeah, it says so much about your resilience, your I mean, your intelligence. It's you like. Here you are a person who is like educated and has traveled and has a family here in America that's super supportive and like how challenging the process is, yeah. even with that being your circumstance. Yeah, like everything is so legitimate, like so above board, so on track, and it's still so time-consuming time stressful at times um home you don't have anxiety because that gives you a lot of anxiety it's hard to handle <laughs> yeah i cannot even imagine and then it makes me wonder like someone who does not have your level of education does right. not have your financial situation doesn't mm -hmm. you know what i mean like how can and I think you're above average. Like, right. how can the average person successfully become a U.S. citizen? Like, it just feels like our process is impossible. Mm -hmm. It feels impossible. Yes, I have to say that um, it's, it's not equal. Thanks God I was able to uh, pay for that. And also, as I said, my, my parents-in-law help us with, help, uh, with some of the costs as well uh, because we didn't have that money at the time. So we were so supported. And yes, you see, most of the immigrants to this country, they don't have basically, I mean, not even, they don't have money. They come here because they're trying to get a better life. And um, yeah, they have a very hard life. All my respect for the immigrants to this country. Because um, well, all of our honestly, all of our respect to you. you oh, absolutely. This country is better because you're in it. I can say oh, that. Oh my 100%. <laughs> Thank you. So much. We are lucky to have you. Thank you so much. Just people can learn so much from from you as an individual, and I'm just I'm very very grateful to have you in my life. You have certainly changed me and and my you've truly helped. I mean, my biases or you uh -huh. know things I just. Thank you for being an incredible human being. I'm very grateful to be your Oh, friend. me too. And this is just the beginning of a friendship. You guys need to visit me. And I hope to go back to Washington at some point because I love to see you guys again. Uh, thank you for yes. this opportunity. Thank you for this invitation. For me, it was a pleasure to be able to gather all this data to be able to share with people that could be interested. And as well, um, I want to say that free Britney. 
<laughs> yes! Oh, I will consult you on my Britney episode because it is. I'm. I am pulling together my data. Yes, I'm gonna help you with that. Ooh, Such yeah. a huge fan, and and yeah, yeah. Please, um, thank you guys for this opportunity. I'm just so excited to be part of this. Um, I'm listening to all the podcasts. I love all of them. You guys are doing such a great job. And, oh my gosh. and uh, I just love it so much. I'm going to share this with my Peruvian friends and my family. They're so excited that I'm here in the podcast. Yay! I love it. That's amazing. All right. We love you so much. You're Thank such... you so much for sharing your very personal story with us. Yes. Oh, and you. we will see you next time on Your Friends, Ash and May.